0: following is a presentation of main street media your source for news sports and information on main street in middle tennessee
1: Street preps this week. I'm Russell Vinosi, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier, and we are back to talk more to play football playoffs. T- Tyler, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm. Uh, we're hit. We got some great games this week, so I'm excited.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and so we're going to talk about some of those great games. We are going to discuss some of our thoughts of what happened last week, and we are also going to welcome in Nashville Christian School football coach Jeff Brothers. His team has got a, a big Division One. Single A semifinal this Friday, Jeff. How, how you doing this morning?
0: Doing well. Doing well. Division two, anyway, but doing well. Division uh, two. You're right. I, I'm you totally. A, f- yeah. Anytime. That's right. Anytime uh, talking football this late in the year, it means good things are happening. So I'm happy to talk to you guys. Appreciate you having me on.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for correcting me there. I'm totally flustered here, Jeff. I'm trying to get my uh, my phone to work <laughs> as, right. instead of my computer and internet decided to go down at 11:58. But here we are. So we're trucking right right along, but. Jeff, you guys started out this season 0-2, and, and, and now nine straight wins l- later, here you are preparing for a state semifinal. When you guys had that off week in around Labor Day to kind of regroup after those first two games, did you think a run like this was going to be possible?
0: Well, I knew we had a good group coming back from last year. We graduated, uh, you know, we're a single-age school. We graduated 18 seniors last year, replaced three, uh, excuse me, replaced eight starters on the offensive side of the ball, and I think six or seven on the defensive side of the ball. So we, we knew coming into the season, we were just going to have to you know uh navigate the first few weeks and figure out sort of our identity and who's going to be where and what what lineups uh you know we're going to give us the best opportunity for success and those first two games were against two good teams you know fra who got beat last week uh, i think i would say upset last week in the playoff round and and beat cpa in the regular season that beat us by five points you know we overthrew an open receiver in the end zone with about a minute to go just couldn't get it back down there again and Again, it's a good pasture. of the next week. We moved the ball up and down the field just couldn't find the end zone and lost by two. So, started out on two, but certainly felt like we were on the way to figuring out what we needed to do. Um, and then, you know, took that off week, like you said, and just sort of made some, some decisions from a personnel standpoint, um, got some things together. And we knew we could have a good season. You know, it's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And so, we knew it was just going to be a process. And uh, just to be patient, and our guys bought into that. And, and here we are.
2: That's an interesting point, Jeff, about the FRA game, because I think if uh, if people can follow along with that team, that, uh, that group's kind of been on the edge of just being really good. First year under new coach and uh, some solid personnel there. You, you mentioned the, some personnel issues, not issues, uh, some changes you guys made. A big one is uh, freshman Jared Curtis getting inserted uh, at quarterback. As a young guy, I've been impressed with him. But how much has he been helped by the solid, you know, receiving core you had and you have, in, in Jaden Satterfield, Cameron Card, and and James Warm broad, guys like that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, James uh, uh, has been a, a great uh, uh, receiver force on the inside slot position. I think he's caught 28 balls this year. And uh, Jaden Satterfield on the outside, and Donovan Smith on the outside. Of each caught over 22, I think. And then Cam, as a back, running back in the backfield, has been a solid player. All those guys are seniors. And so for Jared to be a freshman coming in, and, and he was a guy in the season, we just worked him in some early rotations, didn't, didn't really put a lot on him early. Um, but those guys, because of the confidence we have and the confidence that Jared has in those guys, um, to be able to make plays and to stay, you know, keep their composure and just uh, be consistent over time allowed Jared to develop kind of at his own pace. And so, um, you know, all three of those receivers, between James and Jaden and Donovan, I think they're all at like a 98% catch uh, percentage. So, you know, you throw it to them, they're going to get it. They're going to make plays. And uh, for each of them to have over 22 catches, um, this says a lot about uh, the way we can spread the field, the, the confidence we have in those guys to make plays. And Cam's had right at, I think, 800 yards or so rushing. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. So we've been able to spread the field and force people to defend the whole field. And, um, and that's helped Jared in his, his progress.
1: And along that, along those lines too, Jeff, I mean, mis- you usually have yeah. to expect mistakes out of freshman quarterbacks. Uh, but Jared has only got five interceptions and one fumble this year. What do you make of the way that he's been able to play beyond his years
0: as a freshman? Well, well uh, he is, he's, you know, a very mature freshman. Um, he uh, has, you know, tremendous uh, natural talents and gifts. Um, he's got he's six two and a half, two hundred five pounds. He can, he, he can really throw a football. Ball. He's got a great natural delivery and mechanics, but he also works really hard at. It. Um, he he is an extremely hard worker. He pays attention um, in practice to you know things that he needs to correct or can do better. Learns from his mistakes. Um, through uh, of those five interceptions, I think. Gosh, I think, what, three or four of them were in the first couple of weeks. And so he's been really consistent of late and done a good job of going through progressions, delivering the ball on time. And, uh, you know, he's still a work in progress. He's still young, and he's still learning and growing, and he's excited about that opportunity. This, the, the sky is truly the limit for, for the talent that he has and, and the work ethic that he has. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch over the next few years.
2: Man, Jeff, it's not often we get high school analytics – kind of delivered to us but that 98 percent catch percentage is uh, really impressive that's a that's a great note uh, kind of unrelated to the next question here but last year when you guys walked off the field in chattanooga after the loss to, to dca in the state championship in your mind did you think about next year in that moment and what it might take to get back i mean how much as a coach do you ponder the future in in those moments
0: well in the moment it was just about that year and that team and and that 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 event um and it was you know it was it was bittersweet we made it to the state championship again and um that's exciting to be able to accomplish that uh but to come up short and to, to have it happen the way it did was just a little bit of a bad taste in our mouth um for for not taking advantage of the opportunity and so i think a lot of the um, juniors at that time, seniors in this year's class, just decided that they were going to be resolved to uh, get back to that opportunity and correct um, the outcome. And while that's not a given and there's a lot of work to be done and still a lot of work to be done this week to even have that opportunity, I think at that moment, if anything, those guys just got enough taste of it to say, you know, we want to do this again and better. And so that goes into a lot of your all season training. It goes a lot of, provides a lot of great motivation um that is you know really pretty easy to use because you can talk about last year and about that experience and and uh, a lot of credit to those those seniors of this year's class juniors last year at that time to uh, just sort of to set their jaw and say you know we want we want to do this again and, and better
1: and Jeff you mentioned that you lost a lot of seniors from that team last year outside of Jared mm-hmm. and the receivers that we've mentioned uh, who else specifically has stepped up this season to make this run possible
0: well, we replaced uh, four out of five offensive linemen who had been three-year starters, and so for those guys to come to, come together and coalesce the way they have, we knew that uh, more than anything, we knew that was going to take the the greatest amount of time and just you know that's just plain experience, learning how to play well together um just identifying schemes and adjustments and then figuring out what the best lineup was who's who's going to be best for us at guard who's going to be best to replace the tackle do we need to flip a tackle do we need to move a center to guard and you know we're just trying to find the right lineup over the first the course the first few weeks and we settled into a group of about seven guys that rotate those spots and they've been doing really well for us up there um and only two of them are seniors and so you know that's a young group um that's been playing really well for us and then um you know, Cam Carden has stepped in at start and started tailback. He started inside linebacker force last year and was a fullback force last year. He's been our primary ball carrier this year um, and done really well. JT Robbins has moved into the fullback role, which is really a, – he's a he, – we're a classic 21-personnel-style um, offense uh, that we base out of. And so JT is a blocking back. He's, he's a guard in the backfield is basically what he is, and he's bought into that role. And uh, he's done really, really well for us there. So – um, the blocking has, has really progressed to give us a chance to run the football and then also to provide a pocket and the protection for Jared. You know, we as prolific, I guess you would say, as Jared has been this year, I think he's got almost 1,800 yards passing, like you said, 22, I think, touchdowns and five picks. Um, we've been able to protect him. And then at the same time, when teams play coverage like they did last week, we were able to run the football in our quarterfinal game last week for 258 yards, I believe, rushing. So um, – We've been able. We that that offensive line has really come on for us, and then defensively we've just been solid all the way through the front. Um, two, two, three seniors up front. Uh, We're based out of a four-two-five, and three of those guys are seniors up front. And then uh, uh, Cam Carden and JT turn around and play linebacker and do that really well. Um, Cilly Santos and Peyton order have come on playing defensive end to do a really solid, consistent job for us. So it's just a lot of contribution from a lot of guys doing ordinary things extraordinarily well, which is what we preach.
2: Yeah, and Jeff, you uh. That's a big change on the offensive line. What a credit to not only the offensive line coaches you have, uh, but those those guys. That's a what a team effort. You know, that's hard when you retool an offensive line to to get those guys on the same page. They kind of have to get themselves on the same page. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely impressive. Uh, this one, this question is kind of related to the 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 D two single A race. Certainly, some candidates yeah. out there to make a run i was wondering though if you saw last week's finish between friendship christian and dca and when you look at friendship christian certainly one of those teams that looks good has a chance to make a run did you see that finish last week and have you been able to scout fcs much this season
0: uh i've seen them on film a few times this season i was still on the field after our game last week when they were finishing up um Doing some interview stuff, so I didn't see it as it happened, but I've I've seen the, the replay since, and just you know, I'm not surprised. First of all, that DCA made that as good a game as it did. Um, I knew the first uh, the first go around early in the season was a bit of an anomaly when uh, Friendship handled them pretty well. Um, I knew Coach Wade would get. Uh, the guys at Donaldson Christian ready for that game. And I, I expected a very close hard-fought game and they could have gone either way. And it's exactly how it played out. So I wasn't surprised by that at all. Um, I think both of those teams are, are really good teams. And I think friendship has done a good job all year finding ways to win uh, in those close games. And, uh, you know, they've got a tough contest coming up here with USJ um, out of Jackson uh, to see who gets to go to the championship game. And I expect that game to be close and hard-fought and come down to the end as well. So, I think when you get to the in every division, when you get to the top four, five, six teams, they're all really good. And I think that's the case as well in division two single A. Um, and when you get to the top, anybody can really surge forward and it's whoever's playing well at the end. You know, so we gotta we gotta do that ourselves. We gotta make sure that we eliminate mistakes and we capitalize on opportunities and that's the way semifinal games go. So Jackson
1: Christian is up next <clears throat> for you guys in the semifinals. And that's a team that was previously in your region. You've played them uh, five years in a row. You've actually beaten them all five times. Does that do anything for your team's confidence level he- heading to Friday's game?
0: Well, I, you know, a lot of those players from those five games aren't with us anymore. And they're not at Jackson Christian. Now, some of them are We played them last year in the quarterfinals. And um, so we're familiar with uh, the scheme and, and the players. But they have been playing really, really well this year, um, putting up a lot of good numbers on offense and um, they've got some some talented, skilled position guys. They, they too, made a change of quarterback. And, and uh, the, the guy that they've had playing the last couple of weeks has been playing really well for them. Um, they've got a senior running back that's – gosh, it seems like we've been playing against him all five of those games previous. Uh, he's been there a long time and does a good job. And so we've got to just be sound and, and be good tacklers. Uh, and then in the back end, got to make sure we, we don't give up big plays. Um, so we are familiar with them. But the, the, the past games don't really have any impact on, on this on this one. We've got to go in and do a, a good job of running our plays and, and playing our defense and, and eliminate mistakes, and capitalize on opportunities, do ordinary things extraordinarily well. Like I said, that's what we preach.
2: Hey Jeff, one more thing, and then we're going to get you out of here. Big win last week for Vanderbilt, and I think I asked you about this last ah. year to some degree. But <laughs> uh, as a former Vandy player, from what you've seen so far, especially in the light of that, that win over Kentucky, uh, what have you thought about the job that uh, Clark has done to get this team to this point?
0: Well, I think Clark's done a tremendous job of really just turning around the mindset and, you know, culture is a big word that people talk about a lot of times in, in football programs and and it's not cliche, you know, it really is a part of the, the process and I think he's done a great job. He's been steady and consistent. He's been unwavering. He's been resolved and, and sort of a rock in the middle of that storm. Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, paying dividends. I think those guys are really working hard. I went and watched them uh, when he first got there, and then I went and watched them practice a few times this fall before uh, everything kind of got started, and was really impressed at the progress they had made. Um, Looks really like a you know a competitive SEC team, and um, I think we you know put it all together last weekend. It was great to see. Really happy for those guys, and and you know um, really excited about what the future holds. And I, I think if the the university and the community gets behind him and supports him, I think he's absolutely the guy for the job. And, and you know, big game against Florida this week. Now the, the challenge now is to bounce back and play a team that, that's, you know, playing well also and uh, and not just rest on your laurels, so to speak. So I know they're hard at work trying to get ready to win the next one and put that, that last one behind us. But it was a lot of fun to watch and, you know, just really happy for Clark and, and his staff. And, they, you know, well-deserved. Those guys deserve something like that um, at some point and, and I'm glad to see it happen.
1: Well, Jeff, thanks for joining us today on uh, a busy week for you guys, getting ready for a a big semifinal game. And we appreciate the time and and good luck this Friday.
0: I appreciate you guys. Thanks for what you do for high school sports and hope we get to talk to you again. Thanks Jeff. Yeah, that'd be great. That has been Nashville
1: Christian school head coach, Jeff brothers. Appreciate him taking some time out of his schedule today for us. And, uh, we are going to take a quick break here. Um, I should also mention this podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee highway safety office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. We're going to have a quick message there from the Tennessee highway safety office and then come back and talk about some of our takeaways from round two.
2: I'm
0: good. I thought I was good.
1: After every game we always have a few. It's no big deal.
2: It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor.
1: I thought I could hold my liquor. Tyler we've got quite a bit to get to a lot of just interesting storylines to, to work with here as, as the third round of the playoffs get going but uh, looking back at last week and kind of what's happened since then what what stuck out to you
2: yeah well the game I was at uh, the Nolansville win over White County was not just a, a really good game but it was a really good look at at Nolensville and, and just another chance to kind of evaluate just the overall strength that the, that that team has they were still able to throw it around, and it wasn't super wet, but uh, kind of cold, you know, dense air, uh, not necessarily the most conducive condition to, to throw it around. And uh, the Knights were just kind of able to, to play the game they like to play. And going back to the overall strength, think about the prospects that they have that have emerged. With Taylor Wine last week, just a waterfall of offers, starting with Oklahoma and Southern Cal. Just huge ones off the bat, but it's not just them. It, they have got great high school football players who are going to get a shot at maybe playing at the next level. And Samson Johnson, Zion Tamaska, Derek Burroughs, Kobe Walton at quarterback. Obviously, he's already he's committed. He's set to go to college. But I just thought, looking at him, uh, it's a it's a team that looks superb and still just looks like a real legitimate threat to the title. Uh, going up against. Malachi Dow, one of the best high school running backs in the nation. It, Dow was able to get his, but it was a game that, that Nolansville kept pace in and played a good enough defense to win. So that was impressive. I uh, looked at, you know, uh, kind of keeping track of the Metro teams. Three of them still alive last week in, in Pearl Cone, Cane Ridge and East Nashville. All of them go over 40 points and wins. They're moving on. I think at least looking at the scores, looks like they're all playing well at the right time, but it's going to be interesting to see this week at, how they do against easily the toughest games they've seen in the postseason with uh beach at Cane Ridge. That's looks like a great game. East Nashville at Smith County or East. Yeah. East Nashville at Smith County and uh Pearl at Lexington. So two big road games for, for two of those teams. And the last one kind of a, uh, I just would give a thumbs down to Lipscomb dropping 70 on Silverdale in the first half. Uh, there's a couple of things I understand. I, I think, I hope that scores can get really lopsided when there's a big mismatch, but I don't, could this game not have like stopped at 50 or 45, uh, in the first half or what, you know, what about even 60? It's a, uh, it just seems unnecessary. Um, but I know that team really wants to make a dominant run. And I just, I was a little confused by that first half score, to be honest.
1: So you've come around on that. I guess 70 and one half is where you draw the line. Cause I talked about that a few weeks ago and you were you, 70s in a whole game and you were kind of like, okay, well, well, you know, you don't know what happened there, but I think seventy and a half and one half we can all agree. It's just ridiculous. So Anyways, uh, moving on to some other thoughts here. Um, Tyler, you got a, a great game. Unfortunately, last week my game was not as as great as maybe we were thinking it would be because Kenny Menchie, the Pope Prep quarterback, uh, was really unable to to go against Brentwood Academy. Uh, that was going to be a great quarterback quarterback matchup between him and George McIntyre, of course, two highly rated uh, prospects there. But uh, Menchie has had a shoulder injury that he's been dealing with that caused him to miss you know almost seven games and. On his first throw of the game, he re-aggravated that. So he tried to come back in on the third series after sitting out for a few minutes and just was not able to do it. So that was a shame to see Pope Prep season ended. Uh, And there's more Kenny Minchie news since then. He decommitted from Pitt on Monday. So his recruitment is open, but the 24-7 sports analysts all have him uh, predicted to go to Notre Dame now. So we'll see what happens there. But it would be uh, really something there if, if Kenny Minchie ended up at Notre Dame. And uh, how about East Robertson, too? I, I know this is, this is an area that Blaine Keller covers. Uh, he's doing a great job. Uh, it's the area I used to cover. But they're in the quarterfinals for the first time in program history. They're 11-1 under a first-year coach and Chase Brooks. I'm really impressed by the job that he's done there, And especially considering you know you lose your coach and then you also lose a generational talent in Taylor Groves to graduation. You're not really expecting East Robertson to have its best season that it's ever had, but here they are, and there's a whole bunch of other guys that have stepped up. Uh, Zeke Prince, he's the Mr. Football semifinalist, one of the Mr. Football semifinalists there in Class 2A. it has been awesome running the ball. Then you've got Taylor's younger brother, Sean, a uh, great player too on defense and, and a little bit of offense too. And then there's Isaiah Groves uh, and a bunch of other guys that have stepped up. And they host uh, Tyner Academy this week. So if they could somehow you know, get on to the semifinals, that would be just incredible for them and uh, be one step away from a, from a Blue Cross Bowl berth. And lastly, speaking of, speaking of next week and semifinals, uh, this is your chance to go see a game if, if you want to see one locally and you can brave the cold on Friday because there, is, there are not going to be many games at all in the Nashville area next week. Uh, the private schools, of course, are off. Um, they have the bye before the uh, Blue Cross Bowls. And just about all the public school teams, the way the bracket lines up this year, the home game is going to be in either uh, West or East Tennessee with the um, – it's just how kind of – lined up with a lot of those teams being on the bottom of the bracket. And they switched the home game in the semifinals every year, so we had a lot more home games last year, uh, much fewer this year. And I was looking at it, I think East Robertson, Springfield, and Oakland are the only three teams in our main coverage area that, that could actually play at home next Friday if they win this week. So um, unless you wanna, unless you uh, are going to log some miles on your car in a, in a week and a half, uh, get out to a game this Friday. There's a lot to choose from, and um, enjoy some some – home cooking and some some easy drives this week because it's it's going to be ending after this
2: yeah and bundle up um you know a long time my dad played a lot of baseball growing up uh i guess the equivalent of aau or something you know people probably aren't familiar with american legion baseball anymore but he played a lot growing up and my grandma always had this saying it's it's 10 degrees it's always 10 degrees cooler at the ballpark and that's a pretty good yep. benchmark to go by especially if you're out uh in Williamson County one of the you know I guess one of the out one of the outlier counties around Nashville there's not concrete and uh and stuff like that so uh anyways that's that's my tip of the day yeah
1: always bring another layer if if you can so yeah all right we're going to take another quick break here uh from the Tennessee Highway Safety Office and then come back with some picks for the uh round three games It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It was just a few cocktails at
2: happy hour. <laughs> <Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo>! <laughs> You're really good drive. There aren't any cops around? I didn't think there were any cops around.
1: I drink and drive all the time. Sir, sir, you've been in a serious
0: crash. I need you to hang on, okay? What's your name, the man.
1: Let's make some picks for these third round games. Uh, Tyler, let's start with Paige at Nolansville. That's a matchup that's just been a classic. Seems like every time they've met over the last couple seasons.
2: Yeah. I don't remember it, earlier this season, which, which team I picked. I'd have to go back and look, but uh, either way, this time around, I'm taking Nolensville 45, 38. I just can't pick against the Knights at this point. I thought, as mentioned, they'd look so solid last week. It's a team that's also managed to stay pretty healthy, uh, which is important. Uh, and I think the two backs in Samson Johnson and Zion Tamaska are kind of the difference there. They're, those two are a lot bigger threat than most might think. Yeah,
1: definitely. And still think this one could be close though. I've got Paige, uh, sorry, Nolansville taking it 31 to 28, but um, you know, Paige is, has done a nice job and uh, Ethan Cunningham's absence at running back with Caden Walker and some others, and um, they're playing really well. So Definitely think it has a chance to be a close game, but yeah, it's, it's hard to bet against Nolan'sville with the way that they've been rolling this year. Next up, uh, Beach at Cane Ridge. This is a really fascinating matchup. Two teams that don't get to play each other very often. Uh, kind of contrasting styles as well. I've got Cane Ridge eking this one out, 24 to 21. Um, looking at some of their common opponents made me feel a little bit better about that uh, choice, but uh, man, I really feel like this, was, this is a total toss-up. Beach is really built... For for the playoffs, we talked about that before. Uh, Darius Johnson had almost 240 yards rushing, rushing last week, and uh, also a cool moment too with him um, with his uh, mom coming back from uh, her military deployment just in time to see him and surprise him at the game beforehand. So that was that was neat. And uh, of course, right after that, he had a huge game, game of his career. So to help Beach advance, that was really awesome to see. But uh, Cambridge, though, they've just been. They've been beating the brakes off everybody lately, uh, even as the competitions has got better. Gallatin, we talked to Eddie, Eddie Woods last week on this show, and you know he was talking about how motivated they were to really come out and make a statement there. And then last week they rolled past Clarksville. So uh, Cane Ridge is another team I'm not ready to bet against right now.
2: Yeah, I was impressed by Cane Ridge's performance last week. Clarksville's not a bad squad, and I, I certainly didn't think it would be as lopsided as it was so this is a tough one. I mean, it's like a 50-50 call, I think. Um, I've got Cane Ridge 21-17. I think we've got a little defensive battle that will break out. You know, my score doesn't really reflect it. <laughs> Maybe I should change it, but I think I think uh, Siobhan Abdullah is going to hit a field goal. Uh, so we'll figure out mathematically how my 21-17 score comes together. Um, I think we're going to have a defensive battle on our hands, and the difference goes to Cane Ridge at home with a defense that kind of as you alluded to has gotten better as the season goes on if you look at their last few games it's been uh they've really just not let teams do very much so i like canridge ridge in this one
1: and how about macaulay at nba nba was able to go down to chattanooga and get a win over macaulay earlier this year that was really impressive uh by them to knock off the three-time defending state champion but what do you think about that game tyler
2: yeah, I've got NBA 3124. I think Macaulay makes it interesting for a bit, but uh as you mentioned, it's a game that NBA handled on the road earlier this season. I think they're able to do it again uh in in front of the home crowd. Really nothing uh, analytical f- uh, for this other than I've seen that team a few times. I've been impressed, but sort of maybe a uh, if I could give an X factor of some kind, I think this, the group of seniors is so deep with Marcel Reed, Gabe Fisher, uh, Claiborne Richard, uh, Jonathan Moore, the, uh, and other seniors that aren't mentioned, I just think are kind of on a mission. And I think when you look at the quarterback position, Marcel Reed might be, if he's arguably the best leader that's left having started for, for four years and been in some huge games and seen great competition. Uh, of course, uh, the other teams in that race have too. But uh, I'm, I'm going NBA thirty-one twenty-four.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I've got NBA 24-17. It just kind of feels like they're a team of destiny this year. So we'll find out uh, if that's the case on Friday. And lastly here, uh, Blackman at Oakland. This, this was a blowout in favor of Oakland earlier in the year, and it's, it's hard to see this going any other way this time. Maybe Blackman can, can be a little closer, but Oakland's just such a juggernaut. So I've got them taking it 48-21. to What do you say, Tyler?
2: Yeah, I've got it a little bit closer. We'll see how how it plays out. I've got Oakland forty two thirty four. I think Blackman makes it interesting for a bit. The it's not been a kind series to the Blaze, but I, I sort of am just uh, predicting that something is found here in in this meeting where they're able to make it a little bit closer. But as as I just mentioned, this has not been a it's just not been a kind matchup for Blackman. I'm not sure exactly what the mismatch is there. Other than that, you know, I mean, obviously, Oakland's really good. But uh, right. I haven't seen this game play out in person. We'll have to have Monty Hale on here to maybe tell, sometime to let us know what Oakland looks like. But I just, don't, I just don't see that changing. But I know that Oakland's been a little more susceptible maybe in the past. So I don't know. Maybe it gets tense. I, I think it's going to be a little closer, but we'll see. Oakland, Oakland, 40, Oakland 42-34. forty two thirty four.
1: All right, well, we'll see how that one plays out and how all these games go, and we'll be back to talk about it next week. Uh, on the way out, though, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to check out MainStreetPreps.com all week for high school sports coverage across Tennessee. We'll see you back here next time on Main Street Preps this week.